Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by... Hello, I am Isabel, and... This is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku will today be about anime we just really wish got a second season. We are practically begging them for it. Or just overall a sequel. Because I think we all have related to this where we finish this anime that's just amazing. And it ends on a place that you just really wish it would continue and nothing ever gets announced. There's no there's no second season. There's no additional sequels um, in relation to it. So today we are going to air our grievances and, you know, at least on, on my end, do a little begging to see if we can get a second season out of the production people to create. So uh, this week we are starting with Isabel to lead us with her selection of anime she would like to have sequels for. So Isabel, take it away. Which anime do you desperately want a second season or just overall additional seasons for? And why do you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one I'm going to start with, the one that I would really, really love to see a season two of um, is called God Eater. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen that one. Yes, God Eater was good. Yes, I thought it was really good. I personally, I liked almost everything about it. I think maybe the plot was kind of um, different. That's because it's kind of an original anime in terms of, because it's a video game adaptation. So, but the fact that it had, it had so many details around it. I feel like usually when I see anime adapted from games, they're not so great or they kind of just do mediocre to mm-hmm. me especially yeah. if they're mobile games or something like that i just i watch maybe a few episodes and then i'm like okay i would rather go play the game at this point or just not bother with the anime at all because i because like for some reason the characters don't really have maybe because the main character is the player that you're playing in the game in the anime it doesn't seem like you're you can relate to them that much or they're just there and maybe their party members are more interesting um in that aspect but in God Eater, I actually was interested in almost all the characters, and the art definitely made it like 10 times better as well. So I was really drawn in by that and the music as well. And I'm just hoping for a second season because I feel like there's so much more to explore in that world in terms of the kind of the situation that everyone is in and the fact that they're fighting uh, monsters. And every every person has their weapon i think i'm most intrigued by the weapons because they have the weapon they call the god arc i feel like everything they call in god eater is something related to god which <laughs> just yeah. that would name. make sense yes that would make sense <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just it's just random names but it sounds so cool i think that's the that's how it would describe the whole series and how the characters you know just fight the monsters and um they're just really cool and that's why i was so attracted to it and i just want a second season of it Unfortunately, it's been like, I don't know what, like 10 years or something. Oh, no. It it aired in 2015, so it's been quite a while. I don't expect anything to come out of it. I feel like players of the game have expected something because I think it was like their 10th anniversary year back in 2020, Mm, but nothing came out of it. So it would have been nice to have a second season for it because there obviously is a large fan base for the game itself and it's done... It's been pretty successful overall 
um, but the fact that there's only one season of it, I feel that's kind of sad. It could have, I definitely think it could have gone for multiple seasons if it wanted to. Did it end in a satisfying spot or no? I think it ended in a satisfying spot. I think the first few episodes, like half of it's kind of just introducing the characters. Like each episode, I feel like focuses on one character and then uh, kind of gives their backstory. And then along with that, gives the backstory of how these god eaters became to be and how they developed these weapons that are kind of um, engineered by um, these scientists. And so they keep going uh, with that. And then I think the end kind of, um, if I can remember correctly, it was pretty, pretty satisfactory. Like it ended there. I'm like, okay, but you know, if there was more, that would be great. But overall, it does feel like a complete series to me. I don't know. What do you think about it, Agnes? Did you feel that it was a complete series or would you want a season two as well? I think if they wanted a season two, they might as well just make a new game overall for God Eater since the game itself already, it, there's so many different iterations of God Eater and they came out with an OVA prior to the anime series. So I don't think they can actually make a, a sequel for it or a second season at least because at that point they might as well just make a new game with a totally different plot. So I That's think true. even mm-hmm. though I didn't watch God Eater for too long, I think it's good enough for a like a standalone kind of video game adaptation because it's not the main story, but it features a lot of cameo characters from the original games and the previous OVAs that people will feel a lot more satisfied watching as compared to, let's say, a one-to-one adaptation like Tales of Sisteria, where it's kind of like, eh, you know, you don't really feel like you've feel the marvel of playing a video game but also feels but you also don't feel satisfied that you finished a season in that regard so let me see if i got this correct because it's obviously i don't know the game and i also don't oh right yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> yeah, I, so, I forgot you're not the non-gamer yeah the non-gamer here so basically the adaptation didn't actually use like the video game characters as the main characters like the- no you oh. uh the it's an original character for god eater um, so essentially the quote-unquote player character, but the player character has more of the same personality as Aaron Yeager from the first couple of episodes. <laughs> so <Yes>. in that <laughs> regard, it's not as flat as compared to, let's say, Tales of Zestaria, which is another ufotable adaptation of another video game called Tales of Zestaria. The characters do feel a bit more flat because it is kind of like a... Um, how, how would you say it? That first person, like perspective, sort of. Almost. Oh, okay, okay, I see. So yeah. they, they, there's a lot of video game adapt anime video game adaptations where they try to create like a brand new character, but the character ends up being a character insert, right? And so it's not as appealing. And usually, video games are very long; they're several hours to complete, like sixty plus sixty seventy hours plus if you're just doing main main scenario, but. At that point, like you can't really cram all of that, including all of the possible side quests and the character interactions and banters into like a single season anime. So usually it's very hard to do something like that. God Eater managed to pull it off, though. Okay, that's really interesting because I didn't know that. And that's definitely like the I I know we're going to talk about this later because it's on our list of talking specifically about video game adaptations and how they tend to be really (laughs) bad. But I would say like that is a example of a smart game adaptations because they actually made, they gave an OG protagonist, but it was not used for self insert. It was literally a character of his own. Right. So, uh, so it turned out a little better as a video game adaptation. Does that sound correct? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that, you know, like Agnes said, the main character is kind of like Aaron Yeager, but 
he kind of develops from that. And he also had like the thing is they have character development, which yeah, yeah, that's the most important thing is the fact that you're able to see that character development. It makes this seem like an anime, like this was, you know, um, they had planned this out very, very meticulously for that. Oh, well, good job to them. That's usually pretty hard to do for video games adaptations. So <laughs> I wonder who the script writer is for God Eater. They must have had a lot of really good in-game knowledge to just basically synthesize a lot of God Eater into a single series. Let's see. I can look it up real quick while we're talking. <laughs> okay. What's your second pick, Isabel, for a series that you would like to have a second season or sequel to? Yeah, the second one, I would like to see Dead Man Wonderland have a second oh, season. Oh, yeah. Mostly because, you know, they finished the first season and I think the company that was producing it went bankrupt or something. They were completely unable to, you know, continue on with that. Was it Manglobe? Yeah, Manglobe. Yeah, that was there it. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, and then the fact that I had read the manga and I adored it a lot. So I was hoping that, you know, I would get to see the rest of it adapted, that would be nice. Um, especially if the manga is completed, right? I understand if the manga is not completed, then what's the point of asking for a season, second season unless, uh, you know, we want it to stray from the manga. And I feel like if it strays from the manga, it, it makes me worried because I don't know what to expect. And it's like two different storylines that I would follow myself, right? So... Like, yeah, Dead Man Wonderland is my other choice, uh, just because I want to. I just want to see it completed um, in anime form. Although I feel like it does need kind of like a re remake, uh, because I do remember when watching it, it wasn't. It some of the parts, especially towards the end, they were kind of rushing it. It felt like they were putting about I don't know ten to twelve chapters into like one or two episodes. Ouch. So it really cut down on that cut character development. Um, Ganta, who's the main character. He starts off kind of, you know, he's when he's thrown into Dead Man Wonderland, or the jail at least. You know, he's kind of, uh, kind of a cry crybaby. He doesn't know why he's there. He kind of has the goal to uh, get back at the person who put him in there because he did. He's not the one who killed all his classmates. So he's searching for the Red Man, but that's kind of like he's, you know, that's his goal. But by the end of the the season, you don't know who the Red Man is, or they don't reveal it in the anime. Of course, if you read the manga, you would know who that is. And I think it's pretty obvious as well, but the fact that they don't get there and they kind of rush everything towards the end, like all the other characters, and then not to mention the fact that Dead Men Wonderland is very uh, gory as well. So there are a lot of dark parts in there. I feel like the anime just kind of focused all the on the fighting scenes, which are really cool, but they forgot about the characters themselves and how they got there and then how they're all related, especially since... Uh, Ganta is not the only person who has this uh, blood-wielding ability because there's a lot of other characters who also have that ability. And so yeah, I just wish that maybe it's kind of like a second season, but also kind of a remake of the last half of the first season into the second season. So <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just I, erase I definitely see what you're saying there. parts of the first season and then just start there for the second season? <laughs> <laughs> It kind of reminds me how a lot of people also want a similar treatment of that to like Tokyo Ghoul, 
where they really rush the first part of it mm-hmm. and it's not satisfactory to a lot of the manga readers and it doesn't tie up the story as well. I'm kind of curious why they decide to do something like that for Dead Man Wonderland, especially with how much of a bad treatment Tokyo Ghoul got for its first season. Well, like Dead Man Wonderland is older than Tokyo Ghoul from my understanding. Oh, is so, it? Yeah. I don't remember. So this would be during the era where anime are kind of sort of either cramming everything in or giving original endings because they don't follow the manga really kind of like fma you know um and i would say black butler and fruits basket as well because if i'm not mistaken dead man wonderland came out in like 2012 yeah yeah dead man and then tokyo ghoul would be maybe around 2013 or 14 let me double check yeah um yeah, I can't remember. I just know the manga ran from 2007 to 2013. Um, and I think maybe the anime oh, came out in 2011, yes. was it? Yeah, so if, for Dead Man Waterland, it started in 2011, mm-hmm. for this anime at least. And then Tokyo Ghoul is... Toinamachi. Uh, let's see. Okay, like 2014. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, Tokyo Ghoul's younger of the two, so <laughs> I remember Dead Man Wonderland and being kind of upset with it because I did feel like it was incomplete, and I was just like, yo, where's the rest? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so I don't uh, blame you for picking that one, but I think because I've just moved on to so many other anime afterwards that I just sort of forgot about it at the end. And ultimately, these sort of like killing games sort of storyline slash like world isn't really my preference. So I ended up forgetting about it because it's a little too stressful for me sometimes. But I think it's understandable that you would want a sequel to it. Did you ever watch it, Agnes? I watched the first couple episodes of it, uh, but my attention also got derailed because there were other series out during that time as well. So I didn't actually watch it to its completion. Makes sense. Well, I would like to report I did uh, look up who was scriptwriters for God Eater. So there was two of them, actually. It was split. One of them is Keitsune Matsu, and the other one is uh, Takayai. And so, um, Kei Tsunematsu, he's mostly an episode director based on, um, based on his credits. He's only been in a script twice. Once is God Eater, and the other one is called Shiguri Death Frenzy, which I have never heard before. So I have no idea what that's like. Um, and then the second script writer, Takayuki Hiro, he's more, he has more like, credits to script but he's also a director a lot of times and uh fun fact he is the script and director for pumple the cinephile the anime movie that has come out recently oh Oh, interesting Mm -hmm. so i thought that was a little fun tidbit just to discover (laughs) very cool i did not know that yeah let me take a look at their credentials real quick um because that sounds really interesting i wonder if they did any other adaptations for games and or were involved in like cinematography for games because Ufotable does a lot of cinematography shots or like clips for in very important cutscenes. so i wonder if they had anything like that let's see so i the thing was i was thinking about what you were saying with the protagonist being like aaron and i was like oh here's probably a reason why uh takayuki hero the one who's a director script writer uh he did work on attack on titan so that's oh, probably okay. where he got some inspiration mm-hmm. from 
I recognize less of Kei Tsunematsu's work, but he seems to be very staunchly in Ufotable, or didn't they say it's supposed to be UFO table or something like that? They recently announced that it's supposed to be UFO table. Okay, yeah. well, uh, UFO oh, okay. table, I think. Uh, so uh, Kei Tsunematsu seems to be more uh, specifically with UFO table versus... Uh, uh, Hiraosan, who is sort of more all over the place, because I see credits for Demon Slayer, Fate Stay Night, um, and then there's of course the God Eater and, and Tales of Zestiria. He was also in it, but he was not the script writer. He was um, he was an episode and episode director for one particular episode, and he was like an assistant for a few other episodes. So got it. Yeah. Okay. But, oh, yeah. they did a really great job then. Mm-hmm. Or at least a good job enough that it entices people like Isabel to continue watching <laughs> and hoping for a second season. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, okay, so those are your two picks of anime you would like to see a second season for. Do you have uh, another one on your list that you kind of wanted to touch upon? Yeah, I just wanted to touch on this one shortly because I'm not too sure if I want a second season of it or not. Interesting. But okay. I'm curious what you guys think because I know we all watched it. It's Yuri on Ice. Oh, <laughs> I would just like to see a second season of it, kind of just for fun. Um, probably not uh, focused on Yuri, but maybe you know what happens later, or maybe even bringing a new person to Ice Gate because I just felt that there's so much hype over it, and I feel that it was a fun anime to watch, and I would just want a sports anime like that again. I feel like that's like kind of like really hyped and really exciting to watch. I mean, that anime movie where it's supposed to be about Victor and his young days has been stuck for forever now. Mm-hmm. I want to see that too. And so. they like release promotions for it and everyone's just like, but where is it? So yeah, I, I do. Uh, I do sympathize with the fans for that. I don't need a second season, namely because I felt like the first season was enough, though. With you saying, like, you know, a a second season where it's, like, different characters, that I would be interested in, just because I did like to see the ice skating animation. So I I wouldn't mind if it was, like, a new cast or, or, like, the old cast are there, but they're supporting characters now, and, like, the there's different characters to be, like, new protagonists and stuff. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, that would be fun. (laughs) Yep. Those are my thoughts on it. I only wanted to mention it, really. Um, but yeah, we can move on if we would like. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then. So, Agnes, it is your turn. Surprisingly, I have not gotten poached, so I shall see if you poach any of mine. <laughs> I-, I will go with my safe options then, because I don't think you'll poach these ones. So, the first one that I would like to highlight is a show that I mentioned here before on this channel called Drifters. Oh, yes. Because mm-hmm. it's it's an exhilarating show. It's amazing when you watch it. If you like Helsing Ultimate, you'll love Drifters because it's by the same mangaka. It still retains that thick uh, line art style with a lot of very bombastic action. It's very gritty, dark colored. You know, it's, it's totally my thing. The most unfortunate part was that Drifters ended, I think, in early, like, anywhere between 2011 to 2013. And... At the very last episode, at the end of the credits, it says, See you, Tokyo, in 20XX. And here we are in 2022, and that still has not happened. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I forgot they did end it like that. Yeah. Yeah, they ended it like that, and it's been years since we got a sequel. And I know that the manga is a little bit ahead of the current 
and where the current anime season ended. And, you know, as we talked about on this channel before, Jesus is one of the main antagonists of the series. And I'm really, I was really excited to see what he would do if they came out with a season two or a sequel. But unfortunately, we will never see it happen. We've only seen glimpses of him using his um, like cell regeneration powers, which I think is really smart to use for him as an antagonist. Uh, Anastasia with her like ice powers and a couple other people. And that's just about it. But you don't actually see them go full clash against our weird lot of heroes that are also kind of like shady um, and a bit uh, morally gray in that sense. <laughs> So I'm really excited to see that, but I hope that they'll come out with something soon. I'm predicting maybe somewhere between like 2025 or 2030. Okay, so you think it's still going to happen then, right? I really hope so, but it's not going to happen within like the next two years, I don't think. There's way too much competition and the manga isn't... I don't think the manga is that far ahead. Okay. To be completely honest, I I, I guess I'm just worried because for the series. usually when it's been this long you know since they've mentioned it they kind of like let it fade to obscurity almost uh, a little bit i mean you could arguably say like fruits basket is what like 10 years plus although right, i do yes. understand like fruits basket has a famous it's, it's like extraordinarily famous in japan and in the west so therefore it's much more present in the memory but FMA also got like a real, it took them like 10 plus years to get a reboot as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what the anime industry decides for Drifters. I'm still a bit hopeful. It hasn't reached that 10 year mark just yet. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I guess that's sort of like our gauge. If it's been 10 years and there's still been no peep, that's probably a bad sign. So (laughs) I mean, like we also have other series like Tokyo Mew Mew is getting a reboot. Yep. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had like Cardcaptor Sakura that got the The sequel. Sequel. Yeah, that wasn't even a reboot. That was a sequel. Yeah, Yeah, it was a sequel. And they're so cute in the sequel. But you know, (laughs) those types of things, it's we still kind of cling on to hope for, right? (laughs) I didn't know you watched Clear Card. If I knew, I would have been gushy with you earlier. You know, sometimes I lapse into the phase of like, oh, I want to be a cute shoujo, magical shoujo girl, and I want to see cute, <laughs> fluffy things. And then I don't mention it to anybody else, and I'm like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> Back to well, my you usual angsty talk self. To me. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to you about it. Go away, Gracie. <laughs> Agnes doesn't love me, guys. <laughs> What was that? I said, Agnes doesn't love me. <laughs> Pity me. Yes, so. I don't love Gracie. You're welcome. <laughs> so, okay. So I remember you talking about Drifters and how much you liked it. I Drifters is always interesting for me because I always feel uncomfortable with Jesus as an antagonist. Not even because, like, I'm uh, religious because... I'm not, you know, it's more like right. I keep thinking to You're myself. You're the least religious compared to me. Yes, yes, we're either the least religious of these uh, of these three in the girl taku, but I just can't help but think about other people who are religious, and I'm just like, oh, I kind of feel uncomfortable for them when I'm watching, so, <laughs> so that's always been... Yeah. I, I felt that for a little bit too when he was announced, but then at the same time, I was playing too much Fate Go, and at that point, my brain kind of associates with the fact that when Japanese people put together shows that feature religious themes, mm-hmm. they're usually not adherent to the original religion in any case, so I just kind of discard that out of my brain, them saying like, well, they're not exactly offending it or anything like that, and I just and they don't really have 
any reason to criticize it or to make fun of it for whatever reason. They just want to make media out of it. So I just like still in the back of my mind, I just kind of chill and just let them do their thing. I think the only show that did a really good job in terms of like religious depiction and themes would be like the the Saint Onisama, which was very funny. Um, but in that regard, yeah, I can see why people would get a little bit upset when they saw the Jesus figure. But at the same time, it's done by the same guy who wrote uh, Helsing. Like, there's there's bound to be a lot of stuff that people may have gotten squeamish or a little bit nervous about with portraying. I forgot that you already had experience with fate, so <laughs> no wonder. Yes, my experience. <laughs> I've become very like, <laughs> what, what's what's the word? Um, desensitized. Yes, very desensitized. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen too many gender bends. I've seen too many things that's done for historical characters and some religious characters. That I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ignore it. I'm just gonna put it away, put it in the back of my brain. All right. Well, if that is your first pick, what do you have for your second one? I am not going to go with the obvious one, so I'm going okay. to pick the other one, which is going to be Wonder Egg Priority. Really? Because, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I want it to be more of a fix-it narrative. Okay. Um, because as you all, as many people may not know on this channel, I didn't watch the final episode of Wonder Egg Priority while Gracie and a couple other of our staff members suffered from seeing the final episode. So in my brain, it's kind of living a bit rent-free of being like, oh, the show could do no wrong, but you know, I've heard a lot of bad things about it. Let's just have a fix-it narrative where it could be like a weird time skip where after the ending of Wonder Egg Priority, the girls are all grown up. And at one point in the second season, they would reconvene because there's like a new threat or whatever in the world of Wonder Egg Priority. And they kind of reflect on the things that happen. And it takes more of a psychological turn because now that they're more mature adults, there's a lot of things they need to reconcile, they need to fix, or they need to adjust. And that would bring more of the psychological impact rather than the weird... A sci-fi twist that they tried to introduce at the end of Wonder Egg Priority. Oh, okay. Would you want new characters yeah. as well, or just kind of like the old cast kind of back and coming back together and facing that all together again? I personally would prefer the old cast because I'm interested to see how the old cast reconcile with the fact that they have they're grown adults. It's a new phase of their life. They face different problems than, than they had when they were younger and or if they carried over the problems from their youth into their adulthood and it persists into not traumas but it persists into a lot of issues that they face and instead of becoming a better person maybe they become worse or they've you know hit like a um they've hit a pitfall basically I'm trying to think because what you said about sort of like a narrative fix I feel like that's happened before with an anime where they technically ended it, but then they did create a sequel where they kind of threw the last episode out the window and then continued the narrative to kind of like streamline it and make it tighter compared to the first. I do yeah, not remember which anime There that is. is definitely a couple animes that have done that. I don't remember them off the top of my head at this moment, but that's why I came up with the idea of the fix-it narratives because it's not impossible, especially with the way how they try to shoehorn a scientific... Uh, explanation to all of the things that the girls are facing rather than kind of going with the flow of a, of a psychological maturation coming of age story mm -hmm. yeah no I think that would be great because yeah that that last episode was rough <laughs> I know it was really rough for you Nico and Medi, unfortunately and I was just sitting here like 
I've not seen the final episode. I'm I'm I am innocent. I have not been tarnished yet. <laughs> I I like how you decided. You know, you're like obliviousness is bliss, and I shall remain here. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if there's you know troublesome shit, I'm not gonna get myself into troublesome. Shit. I'll just bask and watch as people burn <laughs> instead. <laughs> I mean, where you left off actually was a pretty solid episode itself so it is not a yeah, bad exactly. way to, to stay there so it, it'll just be incomplete is all it is I think right exactly and i'm totally fine with that you know i'm i'm the kind of person who loves big cliffhangers for manga and for anime as well so this is no problem for me if i can out if i can wait out drifters for 10 plus years i i can wait out <laughs> priority no problem i think wonder if priority's whole situation was just so tragic to not just like us at anime trending but overall like people in the anime community because there were incredible incredible things happening with the story with the themes and a lot of people being like i cannot believe that this is a japanese anime deciding to cover these topics in fact, I mentioned Wonder Egg Priority for uh, for one of our episodes, which is mental health, because that was one of the first anime I have ever seen actually uh, talk about eating disorders, you know, and they covered yep. it very well about how heartbreaking of a thing it is. And so there's a lot of magic there. And I think like, yeah, so I, I never even thought about it that way. But, you know, now that you said it and now that I do remember in the back of my head that there were anime who did kind of throw out their last final episode to just sort of continue it and actually they did fix the narrative that way like I definitely wouldn't mind that for Wonder Egg Priority at all so yeah <laughs> that is very unconventional choice did, have you given up on Wonder Egg Isabel or are you are you sort of on board with As, uh, Agnes's idea <laughs> yeah now that I'm listening to Agnes I think it's a good um, idea that if I ever do get to that point I will end where Agnes ended and live in bliss yes <laughs> join me join <laughs> her in her light <laughs> yeah i just, for me wondering like i just um i think like I, I think i mentioned this before but it was a little bit hard for me to understand or most of it went over my head so that's why i just kind of stopped watching in the middle of it oh that's uh, right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i mean that was yeah. when they started introducing a lot of the weird sci-fi subplot so I can see why a lot of the concepts kind of like overshot it because even I was a bit overwhelmed too. I remember having uh, weekly conversations with Grace. Yeah, because we were like, we don't what get what's going on. <laughs> and so Like the combined brain of me, Nico, and Medi sitting there going like, what the hell's going on? Probably mm -hmm. shows credence that this show actually did not know what was going on in it. Sadly. And, it, they were, and they weren't doing it on purpose. They actually did not know what kind of direction that they want to go to. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Oh, Wonder Egg. Okay, okay. Enough about Wonder Egg before I get all sad again. Because <laughs> I am an emotional person. Uh, did you have a third one picked, Agnes? Yes, and I will probably be sniping this for you. I haven't sniped anything yet from you, right? No. I, Drifters was definitely not one on my list. And uh, Wonder Egg Priority was uh, was an angle I definitely was not expecting. So, I mean, I okay, agree with cool. you now. I agree with you, but it's just something I never thought about. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I'll, I'll blurt out my third one because it's probably on Gracie's list. It's going to be Akatsuki no Yona yep. second season. Yep. <laughs> okay, there yep. you go. I knew it. <laughs> that was okay, number yep. one on my list. <laughs> okay, excellent. Because you said at the beginning of this podcast before we started recording that you had six other animes lined up. I do. So, 
this is the only one that's being sniped and we'll just I guess share it between the two of us like parent like co-parenting at this point um, I think it's shared so, between the three of us let's be honest here. oh yeah so it's, it's, a, it's a triple it's a triple co-parenting all right Akatsuki Noyona is fantastic the manga is so deep there's a really good uh political plot with the water kingdom that I really wanted to see get animated because it's a show that part of the series is about narcotics and drugging and doxing people so I really wanted to see that actually unfolding on screen because in anime you generally don't see a lot of shows that talk about people being duped people being um, intoxicated and falling to the effects of what is essentially like opium or any other kind of addictive drug because it's anime try to kind tries to kind of avoid that as a means to keep the show relatively clean so I wanted to see that kind of, that um scene unfold in the water kingdom arc on screen and also to paint yona an even darker picture of it's not just slave trade that we saw in season one that's going on but a lot of other very sketchy businesses that are happening around the kingdoms in akatsuki no yona yeah i just i just want the anime to continue (laughs) (laughs) i I actually have some Surprisingly little to contribute because I just remembered the first season ending being like, no, no, there's there's so much more. We've got like more places to explore, more growth to be made, especially because the last dragon, I forgot his name, uh, the immortal one. Oh, yeah. The yellow one. Yeah. Yeah. He, yes. he got introduced fairly last minute and he added like a heartbreaking angle to the story that was just chef's kiss for me because I love misery. And so, and I was just like, I was like, there's so much more to go and everything has just been so excellent from the music to the designs. I loved the entire Seiyu cast. I think they did such a good job as all the characters. And so I just want them to come back so badly so I can see everything that happened on screen. And yes, this was one of the few anime where I just, once I realized, like, that second season doesn't seem to be coming, I, like, gave up and went to the manga, and then, which then I regretted, because then I'm like, Dana, now I definitely want to see it all. (laughs) It's severely backfired. You didn't live in ignorant bliss, Gracie, like I did. You didn't, you sought, you deliberately sought out the manga because you wanted more, but that ended up becoming your hubris, because now you want more. I do, I do, and it's so painful, and please, 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 I am on my knees begging to the skies. You guys can't see me, but I am actually putting my arms to the skies right now. <laughs> Give us that second season. We would love it so much, and it's also, because someone has pointed out that they do think it's unfair of the sort of of the sort of reputation that a shoujo manga has gotten throughout the years. And, you know, we have critiqued shoujo stories without doubt. So we know that there are issues and sometimes boring stuff in that particular in that particular thing. But there are also some really, really great stories. And Yona of the Dawn is literally one of them. And it has a huge fan base to this day with both genders and non-gendered people. And so... It's just, I, I just, I'm just saying there's an opportunity there and they did such a good job with it. You know, they should totally continue it. And so... Nah, Pierrot's too burnt out at this point. <laughs> I know, I know, but I can, but they did Akudama Drive and that was really great. So... <laughs> True. Yeah, they did do Akudama Drive. Well, we'll see what Pierrot decides to do and or if another studio picks up on the, the rights. 
Yeah. Uh, but okay, Isabel, what about you? You want that season too, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I've been dying for it for years as well. If you're a Yona <laughs> fan, you're definitely dying for it because it just needs a second season. Like all we did in the first season and the OVAs really is just meet the dragons. Hell yeah. That's all meet we all the hot men. <laughs> They were very good looking, yes. <laughs> That's literally it. And then, yeah, there's just so many more arcs in the manga now. Like, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's even enough for three seasons, to be honest, I feel like. Because there's, there's just so, oh, no, much definitely. More, so much more development. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a bunch of scenes I want to see, you know, in person, uh, especially between Yona and Hawk. I would love to see those scenes for them together and... Also, just uh, the little funny scenes as well, kind of between the dragons and them making jokes or them fighting together. There's a lot more that we definitely need to see that we haven't in anime form. Agreed. Uh, makes me sad. I just I just keep thinking back to how, how like every other episode will kind of mention it, and then Agnes, you would go, "We can only pray. We can only pray." <laughs> <laughs> That's literally every single time. There's like a like a, a sudden decrease in anime production or a story. I'm just like, at this point, we can only pray that it'll pick itself back up. <laughs> <laughs> Give us Yoda season two. Thank you very much. Signed, Girl Taku. <laughs> all right well that is my number one on my list so but luckily for you guys i had six which i definitely did not need but i was scared that four of them would get poached so i was super duper prepared this time for this week's episode my second pick or now technically my first since i am co-parenting with isabel and agnes over yoda of the dawn season two uh, my second pick is going to surprise no one on this episode, but I would like that season two, uh, 86, 86. Or, sorry, the official anime name is just oh, yes, 86. Yes. I just, I think there's just so much more to do and so much more to see. I know that, I think what's insane for me is, everyone knows my love for that anime and the story already from my reviews to how I've ranted on this episodes, uh, these episodes to even my analysis article about 86. But the thing that blows my mind is that the light novel readers in the community said that as insanely good as uh, 86 is for the first and second core, those volumes, and particularly the second core's volume, is actually considered the weakest of the entire series and that the actual Ooh. story really starts after the um, volume that's considered the weakest. And fun fact, the light novel author herself, Asado-sensei, she has also admitted that she feels like that volume was her weakest volume, and she was sort of like in a transition phase during that time. So just knowing that fact of how the story is only going to expand and become even crazier with more revelations, with more um, expansions of learning about different countries, having those themes about government and, you know, discrimination and also even trauma like PTSD and just overall, like already I love 86 and the fact that I know there's so much more to come. I just, I would really like to have that second season. I do know for a fact that it having a second season isn't like completely like we we might not get it despite how popular it seemed to have ended and it's because one of the sakuga people has made a really good uh, uh insightful article about the situation with 86 uh, first of all with it being the director doing a magnificent job with his vision and largely because of that director they were able to pull it off so well 
But the second thing was Aniplex had originally planned 86 to be its next big thing, like their next SAO. But then once they read, because of how popular the light novels were, but once they read the actual light novels and discovered the content in it, is it so clean as SAO where it, because SAO doesn't really, you know, dissect, you know, privilege and discrimination and like wars and government systems and 86 does. So once they realized that there was a lot more quote unquote controversial things in the story, they kind of backed off and pushed the anime production company to release itself quicker. So kind of signifying that they wanted to move on and didn't think this was going to be their next big thing. But of course, as fate would have it, 86 did become very, very big as we saw how long the the finale like trended on Twitter in not only just like Japan, but like all around the world as well. And so it's kind of a question on whether Aniplex is going to be like, oh, I guess we were wrong. So yeah, let, let it let us greenlit that next season or if they're just going to leave it where it ended and just sort of move forward and look for their next SAO. I don't know. I really don't know, but I would really like that second season just because it was such a treat for me. It was one of the best anime I have seen in a long time. And so I just think there's so much more to explore per se. But that is my reasoning for a sequel I would like to have with 86. How do you two feel? <laughs> I would definitely love another sequel of 86 just because I'm so interested in the other worlds. And I got a sneak peek of because I was flipping through the wiki. I didn't actually read through any of the wiki's contents of 86, but I did get a sneak peek that one of the most recent volumes is a volume about theocracy, Ooh. about visiting a land that is governed by a theocratic government. Oh, that's going to be and I was interesting. Like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, so I really want to see that at least animated or anything between that. And I can see why Aniplex wanted something clean like SAO because it's such a linear line. Good guys win against bad guys. But in 86, it's a lot more muddled than that. And that's the greatest part, but unfortunately, not a lot of production companies and uh, big conglomerates are are okay with going that route because they're afraid of like the 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 what is it the lashback? No, uh, the backlash. Um, backlash. There, Jesus, my brain. <laughs> and it's flipping words today. The backlash of being so controversial. But the thing is, like. People love gray morality shows. Like you watch, like most people who watch Netflix stuff, they love crime criminal dramas. Like <laughs> it's insane how much people like gray morale type of stories. But big conglomerates think that it's not, it's not a safe choice to produce. Right? Yeah, it is interesting because I'm also thinking like, you know, other big ones like FMA, you know, even Fruits Basket, those are filled with gray morality. <laughs> like there's, there's a lot There's not of like a but black and F white thing going on. For, for FMA and for Fruits Basket, I think they don't have the same kind of treatment as 86 is because they have such an old notoriety mm. from fans versus 86, although it has a massive fan base and for good reason as well, it's too recent. So Aniplex is a little bit hesitant on dipping their toes into more production and or keeping it up with the schedule versus for Fruits Basket and FMA, it's like years and years in the coming. So they're like, okay, fine. Let's do a reboot kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Also, a quick aside before I go to Isabel, because I know I interrupted you, Isabel. I'm sorry. Um, so I, when we say Aniplex, we mean like the parent company Aniplex. 
they are separate from Aniplex USA. And for your information, actually, Aniplex USA does not license 86 at all in the US. So I don't want people to listen to that and automatically go to like, I mean, not that we have like a big enough listenership to do significant damage, but just in case, because I don't want people to immediately hear that and be like, go to Aniplex USA, be like, why didn't you guys do this? But no, it is not them. <laughs> we are talking about the overall large conglomerate company. We're not talking about a particular branch per se. So, all right. Right. <laughs> the branches and subsidiaries in the US and in a lot of other countries like Europe and like Australia and stuff like that, they're usually not the ones in charge of uh, pushing the production for TV animations because most of it's in Japan. So it has to be the big conglomerate that does that yes exactly so just wanted to put that out there because i do not want to start something like that accidentally all right isabel uh what were you saying before i interrupted you rudely so (laughs) no 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 that was fine but yeah i just wanted to add like that i just agree with the fact that you know it's hard to make that decision based on the events that are especially happening now and how close it is especially with war so i can kind of see their hesitation about it but I also feel that if it was a reboot, like if it takes years in the future for it to be to come back, for 86 to come back, I feel like it just the fan base just wouldn't be there anymore. Or, you know, it it would have a smaller fan base. It would be like or people who originally watched it like us. And then, you know, especially if it takes longer, like our our timeline of 10 years or so, it would be really sad to see that. So I really hope if they do plan on doing it, it'll be definitely sooner than later. Oh, yeah. You know, with your talk about current events, though, I do get what you're saying. Obviously, there are stuff happening around the world right now, and I like to keep up with the news to see what's going on. And one anime in particular that I watched, it was called The Genius Prince's Guide to like Getting a Nation Out of Debt. It's, it's a fun anime. I, I'm not saying the anime is bad. In fact, I really enjoyed it. But there were a particular episode where he was, you know, politically maneuvering the situation of like a conflict. And he talked about the fact that if this happens, like his nations, people are going to all become refugees and there's going to be this many amount of them. They're going to flow to a country and the country's not going to know what to do and stuff like that. And watching that was actually really hard because I knew it was happening in that moment and hearing it just spoken about in an anime versus like being aware of the situation that's going outside was really difficult and it gave me sort of a disconnect when I was watching it. So I see what you're saying about how it's a difficult situation now because of an actual war that is happening and with this anime in particular being very in being a very deep dive on the effects of war and what causes it and how it keeps going. So I get what you're saying. <laughs> All right, so that is my first pick. My second pick is March comes in like a lion. I oh, so we did get a season two for this. So I so I want to say like I specifically it's a season three. I would like to see, but Mar- okay. March comes. I was gonna say yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and I'm so thankful we got that season two because that season two was brilliant. But that was actually why I would really love to see a season three. I I just really adore that anime. I think the story and the characters are so well done and their arcs are just so impactful. I've spoken about this before, how I think Hinata was a badass female protagonist because of that courage she had standing up for bullying as a middle schooler uh, in like in Japan. I, I like I cannot imagine that sort of bravery for her to be like so like even now (laughs) just thinking about it I get really touched by it and so 
this anime just has such a powerful voice and narrative to um to its characters and where it wants to go that I would just really like to see it continue and I would probably love it still the same because I know there is more to go and I just you know when you have a, when you have like a story you really love you just sort of want to see it all the way to the end so yep that is my second pick did it do it any of you guys think uh think about another season for March comes in like a line <laughs> I think so. I would like another season of it because I know I think the manga is still ongoing. Um, oh, it is. Or, wow. Not sure. it's, it does say 2007 to present, so I have no idea where it is at actually. But I think there's definitely a lot okay. more things to see and just building on the characters. Uh, I would really like to see that as well because I feel like the first, you know, the, especially the first season for me, I enjoyed watching that, and it's something that you can go back to always uh, to watch and just. There's just so many themes in there, uh, especially mm -hmm. for our main character and the things that he goes through, and not only that, the, the family around him that supports him. So just seeing Ray and and also just kind of him making friends with other shogi players, uh, that was interesting, and their stories as well. So I feel like it just keeps on growing and growing, and that's what I definitely would like to see. But yeah, what do you think, Agnes? Uh, I only watched halfway through... March comes in like a line and I wasn't even aware that it had two separate seasons because I was kind of binge watching it after they all come out but I would definitely like to see a season two I think the story pacing so far that I last left off is wonderful and if there is more manga content to be seen then yeah go ahead it does need a second se a third season in this case I think the most painful part of March comes in like a line is uh, well, unlike Drifters, I think Drifters is harder because they actually were like, see you in 2020X, you know, but uh, March Comes in Like a Lion, there were rumors that there was going to be a third season greenlit. And so I've just been <laughs> waiting for those rumors to not just be rumors, but so far there has been no dice. So yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Oof. So that is my second pick for one that I would like a sequel for. I just... Oh, gosh, that second season was just so brilliant. I, I can't stop thinking about it. I, I know if I rewatch that, those episodes, I'm going to cry. Like, I know that without a fact. Oh. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my second one. Uh, my third one is, uh, for, is another, I, it's my more casual one, I would say. But I would like to see a sequel to Little Witch Academia. Have any of you guys seen that? Oh, Yeah. I'm, I'm interested why you would say that you would want a second season, though, for A Little Witch Academia. So, it's a bit of a shallow reason, I'm not gonna lie, but I did kind of feel vibes between her and that guy in A Little Witch Academia, Andrew, and so, and nothing really developed between the two of them, so I kind of just want to see it keep going, is why, because I was on that ship, which I know, funnily enough, Jack would be angry with me about, because he does not ship Akko with Andrew at all. He ships Akko with Diane, who used to be her rival, but now they're friends. They're kind of like rival friends. So, you know, thankfully Jack's not here. <laughs> but I would like to, so my sequel that I would like to see to Little Witch Academia is, is quite literally because of ship reasons and no other reasons. <laughs> Please don't judge me for that. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen Little Witch Academia, so I cannot say. Um, but it seems like you really want this ship to fly. <laughs> I think there are a lot of people that just want another season just to see which ship would fly. Oh, that too. <laughs> like, it's not even plot related. It's just the, 
one of the two ships. It's one of those that people want to see it fly. Yes, I a, do know there's a, a lot season. of rivalry between the Diane and Akko ship and the Andrew and Akko ship. Wait, did you watch Little Witch Academia, Agnes? I watched most of it, yeah. Oh. And I also watched the OVA, t- the original OVA that came out too. So I'm, I'm fairly aware of why people would want a second. Do you season. have a preference on the ship now that we're on that topic? <laughs> oh God, I'm... I like both ships, so I don't mind if either one takes the cake. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, because I think I do, I like both of the character dynamics. I can see why people want Diane and Akko, because that whole rivalry thing is something that you usually see in a lot of, you know, heterosexual couples, and seeing it in a, you know, in a potentially lesbian couple, it'll be like, woohoo, diversity, right? So I get that. and But I also see it in the Andrew and Akko thing, because it's very much like uh, two uh opposites in terms of class so like witch versus you know a normal boy kind of thing so i can see that it has a lot of a very um for spike's family it has a very a lot of uh damien and anya vibes so i can see that (laughs) yeah see the thing for me is i have a weakness towards uh couples that are kind of like bickering you know and ah yes and they bicker a lot and so i kind of and like I'm not because I do know there are obviously couples who bicker that is actually like a toxic relationship that you don't want them to stay together. But it's clear because it's clear they're unhappy. But there is a type of bickering sort of dynamic where you can tell there's no real hard feelings going on between them. It's just they just want to like kind of go at each other for fun. And it's in a flirtatious manner. And so I really I really like that dynamic. I actually have currently a ship in the executioner and her way of life where uh two one of them is like this warrior princess and the other one is an assassin they bicker a lot and i'm like i ship them and so- <laughs> <laughs> gracie has a favorite type when it comes to anime couples oh yeah i do i do <laughs> so they're akko and andrew sort of like tendency to do that bickering thing like gets me in all the shit mood so that's why i kind of want a sequel for it that's fair yeah i was i was more thinking towards like oh maybe gracie wants a second season for a little witch academia because plot and stuff like that no no it's just the ship (laughs) yeah it's just a ship Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, oh, gosh, one last note, because Jack's not here. He would kill me otherwise. Um, Jack did say, since he's not part of this episode, he would like a sequel for Bloom Into You season two, and we are putting it out there officially. So, yeah. <laughs> he also mentioned No Game, No Life. That definitely needs a second season. I feel like oh, a lot yeah, of that's true. That too. Maybe we should just shout out all the other stuff in our head. Like, give us those seasons as well, now that we're talking about it. So... <laughs> I'm fine. I mean, Bleach got announced it's it's next season, so I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, ah, oh, this is fine. <laughs> and Golden Kami also has its season four, so I'm like, oh yes, this is all fine. Everything's Daijobu in my world. Oh yeah, go to Q. I'm pretty excited for that as well. But okay, okay, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening to us uh, today. I hope you enjoyed our talk about animes. We would love to have sequels slash season twos for. And, you know, next week we will be back with another topic. So I hope you'll be with us next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.